Hey guys, Erin here. Just wanted to let you know that we do talk about suicide and sexual assault in this one. Thanks for listening. So I have, um, oops, I kind of have a, it's probably a stupid question, but I need to ask. So with the whole uh, month of June, which is coming up being Pride Month, Mm -hmm. I'm seeing a lot of um, companies, uh, you know, releasing a lot of like Pride lines of clothing, products, whatever. And I'm wondering, what do you feel about straight people wearing rainbow shit? Um, I really don't care about it so much. Cool. It's just rainbow stuff. Like, really, like, if, <laughs> yeah. you, if you were a straight person wearing something that said, I'm gay or I'm a homo, like, something very, <laughs> very explicitly what you're not, like, yes, that's a little bit troublesome. But, yes just rainbows i mean like they sell kids clothing with rainbows all over it and that doesn't right. mean the kids are gay like it's it's a promotional thing for for pride and a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of queer people don't always buy into the rainbow stuff right also you know it's a, it's a marketing thing but also some people like it as a symbolic thing so i personally don't give a fuck if a straight person wants to wear a rainbow Sweet. thing Cool, because I, I bought these, um, so I bought, like, gym shorts. <laughs> I, lo- I love this. <laughs> you have to get approval. And it has, yeah, it has rainbows on the side. I was like, I don't know, because I, obviously, I'm not doing it with any ill intentions ever, mm-hmm. but I'm like, I don't know if this is, like, sending a message that I'm not supposed to be sending. Like, if I'm not supposed to be representing the, the LGBTQ plus community, because I'm not that, I'm like, but I'm like. It's so cute. <laughs> so no, I'm like, I better ask Erin. <laughs> nah, you're good. You're good. Uh, all right, you're good. You can wear it. I approve. Thanks. You have my permission. <laughs> all right. So if someone ever questions me, I'll be like, my gay best friend approves, so you can fuck off. <laughs> yes. There you go. <laughs> all right. Cool. Yeah. But so you didn't have any big news this week. It's all on me, no, though. That was it. That was, that that was, was it. My two minute, my two minute question. I'm pretty fucking lame. <laughs> You're good. Yeah, because my shit's pretty, pretty world rocking. Because I have a pretty small department that I work with, and we're already mm-hmm. technically understaffed as a department. And I found out, um, coming into one of my morning meetings, I was like a minute late to the meeting, and I came in mid conversation wow. to find out that two people were quitting. Damn. Yeah, like, I know. Wh- what? Like, what did you miss? <laughs> I know. It's like I knew they were applying for other jobs. I just didn't expect it yeah. to happen so soon. Yeah. And like right. right at the height of like one of our busier times of the year. And so one of the people that's quitting is the newest person that just got hired. That older lady out in the panhandle. Um, she picked up a job in a different department within the department of agriculture um so she'll still be working for the state and in the department but just in a different program and then my supervisor uh who did all like the bug id work and the survey coordination and stuff he uh accepted a job with the federal government, the USDA. Whoa. Um, so moving he, up. I know. It was actually a job he told me I should apply for as well, but I was like, nah, no, <laughs> nah, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Um which is fine because obviously like 
he was the better he would have been the better pick anyways um Mm -hmm. so both of their jobs are going to get posted probably pretty soon here and um and i've been getting hounded already by both my supervisor because and my boss or my boss hasn't asked me directly but she's been hounding my supervisor about wanting me to take over the position but also Mm -hmm. because i'm the only actual entomologist on staff even my supervisor doesn't have a degree in entomology jesus doesn't have a degree in entomology um i'm the one that now has to do all the bug id work until they fill the position oh shit that just so means more responsibility more on you. Yeah. Yeah. I have to do and two jobs at once, basically. So that fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. Um. So are you considering applying for that position then? I am only because I know that I'm already in. Like I'm. Yeah. It would I, be an easy. It would be a pretty easy uh, transition to do. I would get to work more, more bugs. Mm, yeah. Not very much more, but more. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit more. If I can do it for two years. I can get fully vested in my retirement, which means I can carry that with Ooh, me. Nice. So nice. there's that. Um, but but then yeah. there's staying in Nebraska for that much longer. Staying. And is that what you want? Yeah, right now it's honestly probably... I, my supervisor and I were talking about it in this way that mm-hmm. his job is more recognizable than the job I'm in now if I want to move mm-hmm. out of the program and get other ah. entomology jobs. I Fair. should move into that position because I'd make better connections and actually yeah. know people in entomology to be able to move. You'd have yeah more mm-hmm. of a chance to get out of Nebraska if you take that job than exactly. if you stayed in your job and tried to get out. Exactly. That's fair. I mean, and you haven't been there terribly long. What, you've been there a year now? A year, which is also which yeah. is also a contentious thing because um, there's two other people, you know, my peers, that also might be going up for the job. Oh, so, that's right. Yes. So one of the other ones I know for sure was um, the other older lady. Uh, that's She's been there. Fucking worse. The one yeah. I wish was leaving. I know. <laughs> I know. So she's, you know, she's been working there 15, 16 years or whatever. Um, But we know she's not going to get the job because, A, she doesn't have the bug ID experience that they want for the position. And, B, our boss hates her. They have a terrible relationship. And it's one of those, I know, it's one of those things where it's it's really actually bad because she'll never be able to move anywhere within the program because of their relationship. Um, And then the other person being... um, the girl that's a couple years younger mm-hmm. than Your me friend, because she's yeah. she's been there longer than me. Um, not much, but a little bit. But at the same time, my boss is kind of grooming her for another role that she wants her to oh. take in the department. Um, mm-hmm. And she also is not an entomologist. She has bug right. ID experience. She knows how to use a dichotomous key. Like, she could theoretically do it, but I feel like... I feel like they'd be more comfortable having me do it. Right. So yeah. I have yeah. that. So you're pretty a shoo-in for, for that. That's that's like that's very exciting knowing that like the potential that would hold and that like even within a year that you can be up for like a promotion mm-hmm. in that kind of um a higher level. That's very exciting. So, yeah, so when are they gonna start like uh that whole hiring process or whatever interviewing or i assume you would still have to like interview and do that shit 
I would, in this case, I would definitely have to interview because there's so many other people. Because there's also apparently other right. people in the Department of Agriculture that want to apply for the job just because they think it would be a cool job. <laughs> so, nice. yeah. to be fair to everyone, they're going to have to interview everyone. They're gonna, yeah. Um, and, but they won't, I don't think they're going to post the job until my old supervisor mm. starts his new job. Um, so, when it posts, I'll apply and we'll see. Go from there. Yeah. Whee! That's exciting. I'm excited for you. I think that's going to be, that's probably going to be the right move if you do get it and decide to accept it because that'd be fucking dope. But anyways, so I might have a new job coming down the pipe. Hell yeah. That's fucking awesome. Same old fucking place that I've been. Yeah. But hey, you got to put in your dues and then you can go somewhere cooler. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in the cooperative, I guess, like, Colorado is one of the states that's kind of, like, in the mm-hmm. same group. So, like, one of the things that my supervisor said was, like, you know, at a certain point, once you make enough connections, because it's all about networking and bullshit, right. um, you know, you can basically just say, like, I'm looking for a job in this state. And then they kind of just, like, one opens up and you become the first choice kind of Fuck yeah. thing. So we'll we'll see. That is, yeah, that would be, living in Colorado would be so cool. That would be be perfect. Then you wouldn't have to, then you wouldn't have to drive back and forth every other weekend or whatever to get your, to get your chronic. (laughs) Once a month. All right. Okay. All right. Sorry. You're not as much of an addict as I make you out to be. (laughs) Well, we only talk twice a month and it's just about every other time that I have to talk about it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I guess speaking of, um, I can't even think of the words. I don't want to say addictions because that's not what it is. Well, it's, you know uh, what? Hey, life habit of, <laughs> of legalized um, recreational substances. It's legal in Las Vegas too. Yeah, I'd like that. Well, my name's Jesse, and I'm Erin, and we're the Cage Queens. It looks like I'm with the right girl. All right. And what are we talking about this week, Erin? All right. So this week, our movie is Leaving Las Vegas, um, where our main boy is Nick, um, which is exciting because we see so many movies, uh, or at least our last one, he wasn't the main character. And I just feel like we get a lot of those, or we've had a lot. This is kind of where his career really starts to pick up, I think. Um, Mm -hmm. He plays... uh, Ben Sanderson, he's an alcoholic who um, loses his job, he's lost his family, like, he's just sinking deeper and deeper, and he decides he's going to move to Las Vegas to um, drink himself to death, quite literally. And (laughs) while he's there, he meets a prostitute named Sarah, uh, who's played by Elizabeth Shue. Um, Not super familiar with her, but... I did recognize her from Curb Your Enthusiasm, which she's only in, like, two episodes of. Uh, hmm. and that was, like, the only thing I recognized her from. But not important. You didn't recognize her from Karate Kid? <laughs> I've never actually seen the Karate Kid. Believe Are you it or not. serious? I'm, ser- I'm dead serious. Oh, I've never seen the Karate what? Kid. I know. Damn. I'm a I disappointment just... to a lot of people, so, like, I'm used to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real, like... Oof. I think I just watched it so much because, you know, my dad used to... My dad used to teach martial arts. And yeah. so, like, that was the only movie I was allowed to watch. <laughs> Which is fucking hilarious because I forget about that. And that so makes so much random. more sense. Another, 
another random ass thing my dad does. <laughs> oh, but anyways, yes. Um, so yeah, he meets the the prostitute Sarah, and they kind of form this relationship in the very short amount of time they have together in Las Vegas, and uh, it's a real, real rocky relationship that they have together. And that's pretty much the whole story. It's fucking depressing. Yes. Um, and, like, I'm sure you saw, because it's something that I that I saw every single time I was looking the movie up, that the guy... It's based on a book, and the guy mm-hmm. who wrote the book killed himself two weeks yeah. after uh, signing over the rights for them to make this movie. Which, like, how guilty do you think those people have to feel? I know, and I... I kept reading about how they were considering what they should do. They're like, do we continue with production? Should we keep, should we release this? Like, what should we do? Mm -hmm. And then they ended up deciding that um, they were going to move forward and, um, you know, release it as um, a way to honor him. And it's almost like, it kind of almost felt like, yeah, that's a way to honor him, but at the same time, he also struggled with substances and was almost like a, it was a very sensitive topic to kind of delve into it and reflect in the film, and so I don't know, it was a, it must have been a difficult decision to do that. Yeah, and quite honestly, I don't think Nick, I mean, like, love Nick and all, but I don't think he did the justice to him, I mean... No. It was... I... I don't think so either. And I know Nick tried... He tried his best. And I think that, you know, Nick tried to put in a lot of research into, like, his character. Which, you know, he always does. But I just... Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It was... He was having a lot of fun being a drunk, and I get that. But it wasn't... (laughs) wasn't realistic i felt like it wasn't realistic yeah is what i'm trying to say yeah, i guess exactly it just exactly didn't... there was yeah. too much like happy-go-lucky i'm being silly about this this isn't really something that i'm taking seriously as a as a problem it's like something that he was almost it almost felt like he was making fun of a little bit but mm-hmm. i mean i don't i don't know it was it, 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 he did it justice enough in a sense that he got an Oscar, I guess, but... Yeah, which I mean, also have, I have a slight issue with, because... Yeah. I mean, like, um, his co-star, uh, Elizabeth Shue, was also up for an Oscar for the same movie. I think her performance mm-hmm. was much better than his, and I know that they... I did, too. But I, I don't know who they were competing against in those categories because right. they separate them by gender. I mean, like... Yes, right? exactly. They do the best I'm pretty male sure they do. Actor, actor and then the and, best and then actress, female. Yeah. 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 And so they they weren't in competition with each other, but the fact that he won one and she didn't, even though I think her performance exactly. was so much better, just... I did, too. Seems wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I know, I didn't think, like, out of all of the movies that we've seen so far, I don't think this was Nick at his best acting. Like, mm-hmm. I, I I, saw how, you know, he put an effort and it was a different type of character that we haven't really seen before, but I didn't think this was his best acting. Um, 
I did see how, though, like, some of the research that he did was, like, he went and he visited actual, like, hospitalized alcoholics to try to, like, understand what they go through and, like, how they behave in a sense. And how he got drunk and, like, videotaped how he would talk so that he could, like, slur his words in the right way. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I see your method acting. <laughs> but, man. Yeah. I Which know. I thought he had moved away from at this point, you know? Yeah, exactly. And then he's he's back into that shit. Maybe I shouldn't breathe so much, Terry. <laughs> and we open right on up uh, in the, like, a minute in, because I guess we open with credits, like opening credits. And then mm-hmm. um, our very first face that we see is Nick at a liquor store um, buying liquor. And he's very enthusiastic. He's having a fucking great time just really, like, um, dancing in the aisles, picking out his bottles. And he uh, shows up. I assume this is later that day or very shortly after. He shows up at a restaurant, like a fancy restaurant, and he's fucking wrecked. Like, he looks like garbage. Mm -hmm. And he's asking a friend or a colleague for money. But uh, Nick, when he's before he asks for the money, I wrote that he he uh he pulls a real Buster Bluth because he's massaging um the guy's shoulders at the table. I don't know if you noticed. Oh, I didn't even notice that. <laughs> no, he's, like massaging them really uncomfortably while he was like saying weird shit to the date that they are oh the two God. girls that were at the table, two ladies. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, and the dude's just like, hey, like stop that now, and he just kept like massaging his shoulders. <laughs> Um, oh my god, Arrested Development is fucking hilarious. I love that show. Yeah. Uh, So, the guy, um, he gives him what money he has, and he's like, don't ask me for money, don't contact me again. So, like, you can tell Nick's really, he's getting on a lot of people's nerves, because Mm -hmm. they can't, they can't take care of him, and they can't keep giving him money. Um, But he goes to a bar and he he's just being so nasty uh hitting on women and he's getting refused and uh just saying weird shit because he gets overconfident when he's drunk and yes he um is just like you're just seeing him kind of how bad it's really getting for him he's like driving drinking an open bottle of vodka and he goes to a strip club and just like downs a bottle of whiskey and like yeah you think he's gonna die right there because he drinks a whole fucking fifth and then he's just kind of like almost having like a heart attack because he's just like trying to process it but then he still ends up driving and he goes to see a a prostitute Mm -hmm. and then she gets down on her you know obviously they get together and she gets down on her knees and you know as if she's gonna give him a a beige (laughs) and then (laughs) at first glance you honestly think that you get to see Nick Cage's his peen. I thought, oh, I rewound it. I was like, that's no dong. That is no dong. That's yeah, yeah. It, no, it turns out, because he's talking to his, um, to the prostitute about how he used to be married. And so then, yeah, you, it turns out it's his finger and it's like his, uh, like, wedding finger or something or mm-hmm. something. I don't know. His There's ring a ring finger. on it. And yeah. she, like, 
Yeah, and, and she's, like, sucking on it to take off his wedding ring. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, at first glance, you honestly think, like, what is this extreme shit I'm seeing in the first ten minutes? Yeah, I, I seriously, I made a, the same comment. I was like, oh, I thought that was a dick, though. I really thought it was yeah. a dick for a second, yeah. but it was, yeah. it was quite... Fooled us. Quite skinny. Yeah, a dick. Yes, exactly. I was like, that can't be Nick Cage. <laughs> There's no not. way. <laughs> nah. But, yeah, so she takes but, his wedding ring, which is really uncommented on, but that's the only way that we know that he was married, at least yeah. at, at first. Um, mm-hmm. And he uh, tries to go to the bank the next day to cash a check, and he is presumably sober because he can't hold his hand steady to sign the check. And mm-hmm. so he leaves the bank and he goes to the bar to get drunk um, and lubricate himself. And then he goes back to the bank. <laughs> and there's a scene where he's standing in line and he's speaking into a tape recorder and he's saying some real, like, oh, sexual shit nasty. about, about yeah. like, pussies and bourbon and, like... <laughs> He is just being real yeah. disgusting, and he gets up to the counter and makes a big point about how now his sta- his hand is steady as a fucking rock, and he tries to ask the um oh the teller uh on a date, mm-hmm. and he's just being a total, you know yeah overconfident douchebag yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah yeah he goes to work and uh that's the only time we ever see him at work because he promptly gets yeah. fired. Yeah, and then his boss asks, hey, what are you going to go do now? And he's like, I think I'm going to go to Las Vegas. And that's when the credits finally roll. And then we see that this is leaving Las Vegas. And I was like, wow, all of this bullshit just to introduce the movie. And I was like, hey, that kind of sounds like us, how we tell all of our bullshit stories and then introduce what we're actually going to talk about. I know, because it didn't come up until like 15 minutes in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, hey, can relate. Yeah. Nice. It's the only thing we're doing right, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, during these opening credits, we are introduced to two characters, um, uh, Sarah, who we talked about briefly, the prostitute, and her pimp, Yuri, who's mm-hmm. Latvian, yeah. right? Um, yes. yes. And so, like, there are two new characters that are on the scene for us, but they're, we know that she's a prostitute because... Uh, we first see her at this sex party that mm-hmm. this group of people was having. Just some, like, um, I don't know, rich people who want to have fun in their apartment. And so yeah. we know that she yeah, is a working woman. Yes. We kind of get to know her, too, because she's narrating the story as if she's talking to, like, a therapist. She's talking to or somebody. Because we kind of... Yeah. Yeah, it looks like she's talking to somebody, and so it, the camera kind of zooms in on her, and, like, she's reading the story. But then I, I was reading some of the fun facts, and it turns out that she was actually just, like, doing her, like, like dressing room rehearsals at that point. Like, it mm-hmm. was just, like, practicing for her actual lines, and so, like, they weren't even intending on bringing that stuff into 
the actual film, but when they uh, they decided to do it because they're like, oh, this tells a little bit more about who Sarah is and her side of the story, and that was kind of what gave more depth to her character. And so, like, this woman was like, and those parts of her story were so, like, convincing and emotional. It's like, mm-hmm. she was, like, killing it just in her, like, dressing room rehearsals, and, like, she should have won an Oscar for that because that was just, like, I don't know. It was just very well done, and it wasn't even, like, supposed to be part of the fucking movie. (laughs) No, you're right. So. That was, like, yeah, but it never, it's never really resolved either who she's talking to, because, like you said, it's, it was probably, like, an addition at the last, I mean, it wasn't intended for, for the movie, but, yeah, um, but it, it did add a lot more depth to her character. That was really Mm -hmm. good, but, um. But Nick's the one that stole the fucking show. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. So um, yeah. he gets fired and, of course, decides he's going to up and leave and go to Las Vegas. And he goes to the store and buys a shitload of black garbage bags and some fuel. And he goes home and just starts throwing like all of his shit away. All of his photos, all of his mm-hmm. manuscripts, everything he's ever done and written and burns most of it leaves the rest in trash bags out on the curb and takes off uh, on his way to las vegas uh at one point he stops at a gas station and mm-hmm. it's he's like just outside of las vegas at this point and he makes eye contact with some like bad dudes who thanks to subtitles we know they were talking about yuri so yeah (laughs) um there's just these little connections and obviously nick doesn't know what the fuck's happening he's just there to get his gas he doesn't yeah yeah exactly and uh he gets he's in his car and he's in vegas at this point now um and he actually almost hits sarah on the street uh she's crossing Mm -hmm. an intersection the light is red for nick and he nearly takes her out in the middle of the intersection yeah which that's their first interaction together and it just kind of never stops after that yeah yeah and then eventually he like approaches her asks if she wants to bone and she's like okay give me the money whatever but then when she actually like goes into his hotel room and she starts like you know offering to do her services he's just like no no i don't care about any of that i just want I want your company, like, I want to hear about your day, let me tell you about mine, and then that's when, like, he kind of, you know, she asks, like, hey, what are you doing here? And he's like, oh, I'm gonna drink myself to death, and just kind of blatantly says it, and, um, you know, she kind of starts falling for him because she likes just being able to um, talk to someone and kind of have a connection with someone, mm-hmm. and so she kind of finds that in Nick as just being that some person that will listen and someone to talk to, because she's never really had any, um, I guess, relationships recently, but, you know, so she ends up staying the entire night with him, and um, she obviously can't do any um, anything else while she's with him, and then she wakes up the next morning, and she's like, oh shit, and she goes back to her pimp, and he is not fucking happy with her because she doesn't bring in enough money. Nah, he like slaps her around because he's mm-hmm. her pimp and um, she grabs a kitchen knife, points it at him, but then she gives it to him and bends herself over the table. <laughs> bends herself I over know. the table. come on. Because I guess it was a thing that he had done um, like a, you know, yes. he's, he's not a good dude. 
Um, no. He, you know, has mutilated her a little bit with uh, knives mm-hmm. in the past and is also, um, as her pimp, he sexually assaults her, at least mm-hmm. once that we know of. And yes. um, so she kind of kicks things up a notch and, and he doesn't end up doing anything to her because I think he's... I don't know. I don't know what his feelings are, but he doesn't do anything. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't really know what happens after that, but later he goes to a pawn shop to try to... Oh, he's probably trying to make up the deficit that um, what's her... Not what's yes. her face, that Sarah didn't bring in um, the night before. <laughs> <laughs> so he's trying to get rid of jewelry, whatever. A pawn shop guy's telling him that it's that he's only going to give him a thousand. And Nick comes in with his expensive watch and the pawn shop guy tells him he'll only give him 500 for it and Nick's like eh, alright and Yuri's left there um cause he wants more money yeah yeah I, I looked up how much um that watch was actually worth mm-hmm. and it was like $20,000 like and Nick was like 500 sounds like a great fucking deal yeah. he only needed <laughs> enough money to get him some more alcohol yeah. so exactly if you spread your legs and you had bourbon dripping from your breasts and your pussy and said, drink here. But, uh, yeah, it was shortly after that that Sarah reveals that she has feelings for Nick. But um, mm-hmm. we see her working at a bar uh, and it kind of goes miserably wrong on her part. She tries to pick up a dude who... Um, uh, wasn't interested in her mm-hmm. services and made it very clear at the bar. Um, but did you do you watch a lot of Law and Order SVU? No, but I did read how that guy is famous. <laughs> no, not that guy. Uh, the girl. There was another the guy wo- at the bar. No, there's a woman at the bar. Um, who, oh, the guy at the bar is supposed to be famous too. Yeah, I don't I know about. Him. I saw the woman too. The other woman at the bar but- um, is Mariska Hargitay, and she plays Olivia in. Law and Order SVU, like the main bad bitch oh. cop, and she's nice. playing a prostitute at the bar. So, yeah, I kept reading how there was kind of all these um, oh, yeah. famous people that were kind of like you know sprinkled in the movie a bit, but I didn't recognize any of them. So I was like, eh. <laughs> but apparently that guy was one. She must have been another. The cab driver was another. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of them. Like they're all over the place. Yeah, I'm only bringing up the ones that I recognize. <laughs> but good. Yeah. Yes. I don't know who the fuck that dude was. But, um, yeah. So, Sarah is has feelings for Nick. We already know Nick has feelings for Sarah. And um, they're looking for each other, but they won't admit that they're looking for each other. Yeah. And Nick's, like, on a bench out in the middle of the, you know, strip, like, drinking a martini. And she finds him. And he, like offers to buy her dinner and she turns him down and gets in a cab and heads yeah, to Yuri's. Yeah. Where Yuri's super fucking paranoid and um he, Yeah, who knows what the fuck is going on there. Yeah, he thinks like people are talking about him in the next room over and he tells her to leave and they never wants to see her again. And as she's leaving, some dudes, I think they're the same dudes that were at the gas station, pass her in the hall. Mm-hmm. Um, and we never see Yuri again. So. Yeah, so we assume he, he got. Yeah. He got. He got got. Oh, yeah, well, he got got. <laughs> yeah. You know. But that also means that, I mean, technically, I'm, assu- I mean, I wouldn't know for sure, but a pimp is supposed to, like, protect his, um, 
his women, his the, the women that work mm-hmm. for him or her, because Pimp could be a female too, I suppose. Yes. I shouldn't say I suppose, but they could be. Could be anybody. Yes. Um, but the pimp is supposed to protect the prostitute. And now that she no longer has a pimp, she has to kind of protect herself. So Yes. Yeah. And so she, she pretty much becomes her own boss. And mm-hmm. so then, since she kind of becomes her own boss, she decides that she makes her own rules. And so then she goes and... She finds Nick and says, hey, still want to go on that date? Um, And, you know, she's kind of lets herself, um, you know, spend time with Nick. And um, they they pretty much progress very quickly because I think she understands his um, intention to essentially kill himself Mm -hmm. with alcohol. And she's like, hey, like, you should move in with me. I'm lonely. Like, I enjoy your company. I enjoy having you be around. And he's like, you have to understand, like, just because, like, we become a thing and we're talking, that doesn't mean anything different in where I'm trying to, where I'm going to end up. Mm -hmm. And she's like, yeah, like, I get that. And she pretty much embraces it. And, you know, she eventually, like, ends up buying him a flask. And he's like, man, I think I found the woman that gets me. And it's like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, this is so bad. Like, yeah. it's so toxic and so, like, empowering bad habits. But, hey, that's kind of the point of the movie. But I know. It was the deal that they made. I mean, he mm-hmm. would move in as long as she agreed to never tell him to stop drinking. And so, I mean, I guess... For a way for her to feel comfortable with doing that would be a, to feed into his habits to make him want to be there. Right. So. Right. Um. So he moves in and she gives him gifts and then they go out to the <laughs> casino and start making out and she confesses her love to him. At, he already, I believe, told her that he loved her at this point. Like. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. I mean, they've known each other for, yeah. like, two days, three days, yeah. a very short yeah. amount of time. Um, they're very much in love, and they are at a blackjack table, and Nick tries to order a Bloody Mary, and not sure quite what happens. He goes into a flashback, maybe, but, like, flips shit. He, like, throws glasses everywhere. He knocks the, the waitress over and flips the table, yeah. like... Holy shit, and yeah. he's yelling, like, you can trust me, I'm his father, which clearly he has to be, like, hallucinating or flashing back to an argument yeah. with his ex-wife. So, like, he's forcibly removed from the casino, and, and uh, yeah. then uh, he doesn't know what happened after that. Yeah, exactly. But. So, yeah, she she sees him in kind of one of his worst episodes, but obviously mm-hmm. she's not... She's not very phased by it, and um, I guess eventually after that, they they end up going on vacation, and he just continues to get progressively worse. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. He's he's pretty bad from the beginning, but I guess he he, he keeps deteriorating. Yeah, it's not well, getting like, better by any means. I'm, I'm assuming like his organs have to be like fighting him at this point, yeah. like shutting down. Because he gets in a fight with some dude at a bar, um, just for saying dumb shit, and yeah, and when they're at that um, motel in the desert, they're like making out on or making out by the pool, and uh, decide that they're gonna go inside to finally fuck. Because yeah. still at this point they've been together yeah. all, all this time and have not had sex, 
which exactly you know whatever is fine but like he keeps yeah like they both make a deal out of it a lot and nothing and like they yes. they have not slept together yet but they both clearly want to and exactly they get up um to head to the the room and nick um trying to get his drink falls on the glass table that's right there at the poolside and just like his only response is like whoops i know that was that was kind of funny i was like it was, kind of, it. It was funny <laughs> but it was really uh sad yeah it was yeah. fucked up funny i like god damn it i shouldn't be laughing but the way he says it is just funny <laughs> yeah i mean the line is great but she sends him off to the room and says she'll clean up the the glass but an employee from the hotel comes out and starts cleaning it up and she tells her like you need to get the fuck out of here tomorrow morning like you're no longer welcome here you guys can't be doing this shit so they get kicked out i have a prickly pear yeah at one point they're back to like they they go back um to sarah's place and he's kind of like asking her like well you know if you want me to leave like i'll leave like i i will go find my own motel and she kind of has this breakdown and says like no like i've been doing everything for you and like this is the one thing that you can do is don't leave me because i don't want to be alone and she kind of has this she wants him to go to the doctor that's what she wants oh that's right yeah because she kind of breaks her whole pack of like you you can't ask me to stop drinking Mm -hmm. you can't ask me to do this and then she's like i think you should see a doctor because like you know he's refusing to eat like he's waking up with literally just like shivers Mm -hmm. and like until he gets alcohol like he's not in a functional state and so um she yeah she asked him to go to the doctor he refuses like i can move out and then she kind of has this breakdown and they kind of have this almost like falling apart but then nick ends up going out drinking by himself and he hooks up with the prostitute that's apparently that bad bitch from uh SVU. Whatever it's called. Yeah, SVU. Yeah. It's the same one. Um, and so, she, uh, you know, he ends up hooking up with her, and then Sarah walks in on them. And obviously she's very frustrated because they have not really had any close intimate interactions like that as far as, like, sexual interactions. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, Sarah, and then she's like, get out. Like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, that's she- when they kind of separate. Yeah, she kicks him the fuck out. And then... Um, we don't see much of what Nick's doing, but we, I mean, mm-hmm. like, we know that he's just still been drinking, um, doing yes. what he's been doing, waking up, getting drunk, and going back to, to bed, passing out, whatever. So we end up following more of what Sarah's doing, and she ends up mm-hmm. taking a job with these three guys that approach her on the street. They're, like, college age, um, and she agrees to go to their hotel room, and the kids want to like videotape their friend in his first time because he's never he's never had sex with anybody so this is partly why they hire a prostitute and he says he wants to um fuck her up the butt and she says no and um they kind of keep pushing and she accuses the kid of wanting to fuck his friends up the butt and then they all get really homophobic and yes. start, um, one of the dudes is like, uh, yeah, like, what the fuck did you say? And he pushes her to the ground. And then the, the kid that she accused of being, um, a homosexual punches her in the face and knocks her the fuck out. 
and yeah. they um, uh, sexually assault her as a group. Yeah, and it's it's awful because, like, yeah, she is uh, assaulted. She is, like, her face is all, like, uh, you know, she got punched in the eye. She has a cup, cut on her lip, and mm-hmm. she's assaulted, so, like, she can't really, like, it's, it's hard for her to move. And so, like, when she's going back home to her apartment or whatever, the property managers kind of see her all busted up like that, and then they're like, oh, no, like, this is clear signs that like people can tell what she's doing like this isn't gonna look good for our property and so then Mm -hmm. pretty much the next day they're like hey you gotta get out of here like you're not welcome here and I think the same thing happens like at the casino where like she tries to get more work like you know um and then they're like no you can't you can't do this anymore Mm -hmm. um stop trying to get clients here and so she's like she's out of work she's out of home like she's just kind of at her Lowest of lows, and then all of a sudden she gets this phone call, and well, she's, like, she's we don't also really... looking for Nick while she's out there. She's yeah. looking for him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, she's never. She, yeah, and and so she gets this phone call, and she doesn't really like hear much on the other end of the line. She's like, "Oh, Ben, is that you?" And then you know, you just kind of hear these like mumbles almost, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, I'm coming right over." And then she goes to Nick, um, where he's been in his motel which the first motel that we saw him in was kind of like uh it was like cleverly named as um the whole year in but then mm-hmm. like you know when he was reading it he was reading it as the whole you're in yes whoa <laughs> uh, wow that's deep man <laughs> but anyway i suppose sooner or later we ought to fuck <laughs> Whatever that means. Yeah, so he's, like, in his bed in this dark hotel room, and she comes in and sits by his side, and, um, you know, they're basically, like, seeing each other again, and uh, he's concerned about her bruises and stuff, and she's like, don't worry about it, um... And she knows he's dying. He knows he's dying. He says he really just wants to see her again because he's her angel or whatever. And um, she starts, like, or he starts, like, jerking himself off. And then she starts, she, like, helps him out. She's like, no, let me do this for you. And then um, then they finally do get to bone. She climbs up on him and, like, his ejaculation is his salvation. And he says, wow. And dies that was the weirdest fucking scene like literally the last thing that he has the strength for is to bone like that's gonna be their like final like glorifying moment as yes Mm -hmm. we finally get to fuck and then he dies like that was what he was holding out for and then he finally all of his organs shut off and he dies and you know she has a little bit of monologue after that and then the movie is done Yeah. yeah so yeah, it was a very depressing thing to watch, and um, yeah, it was very it was sad that we found out about the whole, uh, you know, the author of the book that it was based on. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, John came O'Brien. From all these true tales, yeah, yeah, R.I.P. Bud. But that sucks. I mean, R.I.P. I can't imagine like signing your your life's work away and then having nothing left to live for. For real. Ugh, too, too depressing. 
for what we do here. <laughs> yeah. So my question for you is if, if, cause we agreed that this wasn't Nick's best work, that this wasn't mm-hmm. something that we thought was his best acting that was worthy of an Oscar. What do you think he should have been like rewarded for, for his acting based on all of the movies that we've watched? Oh, if I were to pick a different movie for him to be nominated? Yes. Yes. Let me look. I'm going to pull up the list real quick. So I guess yeah, I'm on the list. Cause that's the only way I can, yeah, I can judge exactly. this. <gasps> Um, I, it would have to be somewhere between Vampire's Kiss and Raising Arizona and Birdie, maybe? Mm. Up in that range? Yeah. Yep. Somewhere up there. Yeah. Not, I wouldn't say Honeymoon in Vegas or Moonstruck. Um. No, because those those were just too, like, mild. Feel-good movies, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I would almost go Vampire's Kiss, because that was... Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> that was pretty extreme next level shit but yeah that whole that topic is just something that would never <laughs> never even like i don't know it's definitely not considered. Oscar or whatever. <laughs> yeah exactly exactly but that level of acting is oscar worthy but yeah not the not the topic <laughs> no uh but yeah i think i definitely don't think he should have been nominated honestly for this no, no. but can't change the past, so. <laughs> we have nothing to do with it. So, hey, maybe if back in the past we had this podcast and, you know, the people who nominate Oscar films uh, would have listened really to it, we could have had an influence. Yeah, but hey. Oh, yeah. We can just dream big. Oh, well. <laughs> we really can. But right. I guess now that we're on the list, where would you where would you put this? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, God, did we really move Birdie up to seven? <laughs> like, has it really oh, migrated that up far there, up? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we were so, like, glorifying that movie. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, that's funny. It's so, yeah, it's hard to keep the rankings straight because it's hard to really compare each of these movies to each other exactly and like trying to think of what did we rank it on that day <laughs> like what were we thinking about Who knows? i know um <laughs> leaving las vegas uh i think i'd put it okay well let's hmm. i want to put it higher up on the list but but I think that's mostly yeah. for Elizabeth's shoes acting, not so much for yeah, Nick. Yeah, exactly. But, um, I mean, I think we put, like, Z- Zondali up so high because we did, like, Brad's acting. Because <laughs> like, otherwise, like, I mean, Nick's acting was... No, it was good in that it movie, but, good. I mean, I think that the supporting characters were what made it better. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it might be comparable to that. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm... I'm willing to put it above Raising Arizona. Beneath yes, Andalee. let's do it. All right. Yes, that sounds good. Willing? <laughs> I love how we act like this is such a big deal when we rank them. Like, what are we? What's gonna happen if we don't do this correctly? Like, like no fucking cares. <laughs> that puts it in our top ten, though. So Damn. our top ten, um, starting from the top, is Fast Times, which doesn't count. Uh, honeymoon in Vegas, Moonstruck, Vampire's Kiss, Zandali, La- Leaving Las Vegas, Raising Arizona, Birdie, Racing with the Moon, 
and Valley Girl, and then I guess Wild at Heart would would fall if we're not including Fast Times. Yeah. So. Yeah. Damn. So those are the best movies, and I'm thinking back at those movies like, huh? I still probably wouldn't rewatch. I would probably rewatch like three of them. <laughs> like, yeah. Those aren't. I'm I'm looking forward till we can make that list a little bit more meaningful and robust once we get you know. But now that Nick's career is off to a good start, we're starting to get into some of these good. Um, years for him, I think that this list is going to get better as we go on. Yeah, except I've never heard of this next one that we're about to talk about. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the, but it's ranked just as high as Levy in Las Vegas. So it's called The Rock, and it it was released in 1996. It's got a 7.4 star on IMDb, and that was, like, similar to what Leaving Las Vegas was. Mm. And it's um, described as a mild-mannered chemist and an ex-con. Jesus Christ, there's so many fucking ex-cons in all of his movies. <laughs> but anyways. Um, so, and an ex-con must lead the counter-strike when a rogue group of military men, led by a renegade general, threaten a nerve gas attack from Alcaz- um, Alcatraz against San Francisco. Uh, Oof, doesn't sound like a movie that I like. So the leading guy is Sean Connery, all right. Nicolas Cage. Um, and then it's described as action, adventure, and thriller. Did you see how long <laughs> this movie is? Oh, no. How long is it? Two hours and 16 minutes. <sighs> Aaron, that's longer than leaving Las Vegas. <laughs> this one might be the longest one yet, actually. I dread watching this. But hey, it might surprise us because it does have really high ratings on IMDb. So fingers crossed that it doesn't let us down because... So, you, th- you think Nick is the ex-con? <laughs> I fucking hope so. <laughs> I, or I hope that he's like the rogue military guy that leads the counterattack. I don't know. I hope he's a wild and kooky character because that's where he does his best work. Uh it's oh, it's a Michael Bay movie, so it's going to be oh. big probs. Well, I guess oh. we'll we'll see yeah. next week. Woo. But anyways, I I hope you don't leave us after this one. <laughs> <laughs> 